Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama, and you're listening to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. The agency that oversees air quality in the Bay is considering a huge proposal to regulate the fossil fuel industry. If approved, Chevron and PBF Energy could have to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to clean the dirty air they make at their refineries in Richmond and Martinez. Even before the meeting, the amount of public uh, reaction to this proposal was huge. Today, why it's a pivotal moment for clean air and fossil fuels in the Bay Area. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. I would say, you know, this is probably one of the most important votes before the board as it relates to refinery oversight in, in many years. Ted Goldberg is a senior editor with KQED, and he's been covering the Bay Area Air Quality Management District. The agency's board of directors has 24 members, and they are the ones that regulate air quality in the region. You know, when we do a lot of uh, stories about the Bay Area Air Quality Management District, it usually has to do with violations of uh, air quality rules and then the, the settlements associated with them. And usually those are penalties that are fairly small for an oil company. And usually the perspective, at least from the, the environmentalist community, is this is just a, a slap on the wrist. This particular proposal, I would not describe as, as small or a slap on the wrist. This is, this is very significant. And what is this proposal exactly? So this is a proposal to reduce the amount of particulate matter refineries are allowed to release into the air. If you remember that term, we used it a lot during the wildfires, PM 2.5, PM 10. This is basically what some folks refer to as dirty air. There's soot, smoke in there, and it's bad for your lungs. 
This is part of the refinery's daily operation. This is how they make gasoline. And the device that they use to do that pumps out a lot of particulate matter. The proposal would uh, greatly reduce that amount. And most likely if it passed, the refineries would have to buy these devices that are fairly expensive, hundreds of millions of dollars, that basically clean the releases as they come out to reduce the PM when it comes from the facility. So what are these devices then that PBF, Energy, and Chevron might have to install? So they're called flu gas scrubbers. And basically, as the particulate matter comes up from the refinery, they've got a device that throws water on the releases and scrubs it off. And so the amount of particulate matter that goes out of the refinery is, is much less than it would normally be. And environmentalists and the Air District have pointed out that Refineries around the country have these. This is not something that's completely new. It's new to the Bay Area except for the Valero refinery, which actually already has one. This, this proposal wouldn't affect them, but they're not uncommon, uh, but they are expensive. If this passes, the Air District is essentially saying, we need you to significantly reduce the particular matter that comes from your refinery. The best way to do that is buying one of these devices. We don't really care how you do it, we just care that you do it. And so most likely, if it passes, and it's you know not subject to an injunction or something like that from a lawsuit, they would, they would have to buy them. Why is this happening now with these two refineries, PBF Energy in Martinez and Chevron in Richmond? The reason why they're the focus is because Valero already has one of these devices, the flue gas scrubbers, and two other refineries in the Bay Area, Marathon, which is also in Martinez, and Phillips 66, which is in Rodeo. They're in the process of transitioning their fossil fuel refineries into facilities that are supposed to use more renewable hydrogen energy. PBF and Chevron, they're not planning on significantly changing their fossil fuel refining work. And the Air District has essentially said, you know, we've looked at data over the years that, by the way, the companies dispute, and you guys need to cut down on the amount of particulate matter that you're releasing. All right, so there's this really big proposal for these two oil companies to drastically change how they deal with pollution. And the Air District Board has to make this decision. So how does this all come together in the meeting that you covered earlier this month? So on Wednesday, June 2nd, there was this meeting. We have 156 um, people who would like to speak. And I'm going to ask... The full board is there and, you know, it's virtual, but it's, it's packed. Um, and, you, you, you know, you, we knew at the very beginning that there was going to be a lot of public comment. Please don't choose corporate interests over the health of Richmond residents. Many people have pointed out that, you know, especially in the area of the Richmond Chevron refinery, that people there suffer from asthma at higher rates. These companies don't make choices to protect health unless they are required to, and that is in your power. If you choose otherwise, you are devaluing the health and well-being of people who live near the refineries who have been sacrificed for too long. Members of the community, environmentalists, health advocates, health officials, residents, you know, sort of pointed that out. Hey, we're tired of taking the brunt of the pollution that comes from these refineries and something really needs to be done about it. In fact, there's, you know, pediatricians, um, OBGYNs that are saying this is, you know, this is, this is affecting disproportionately people of color, low-income folks, women, and children. 
As medical professionals, the ACCMA urges the board to take meaningful steps to reduce particulate matter emissions for the sake of our patients and our communities. Thank you. Chevron and PBF and the industry definitely were there as well. And a significant number of refinery workers at the two companies, union members at both of those refineries, as well as the industry, they showed up as well. Good morning. My name is Jessica Scheiber. I'm environmental focal point for PBF and a Benicia resident. The people that were there to speak against the proposal say, look, Chevron and PBF and the Air District have acknowledged that if you buy this device that's hundreds of millions of dollars, most likely you're going to have to cut jobs. It may be hard to imagine the impact of a decision to go with the 0.01 requirement, but picture another refinery closing. To some, you may think that this is a good thing, but this leaves hundreds more out of work competing for a finite number of good paying jobs while collecting a paltry unemployment. I know this all too well since my husband lost his job at the Marathon refinery when it shut down. You do that and you're going to affect our members. This is not a just transition. There's this term that gets done, that, that gets used quite a bit in the environmentalist movement among elected officials that we need to make sure if we're going to end fossil fuel production that the people who are working in those industries get good paying jobs later. And workers and the union that showed up to the meeting said, that's not happening here. Uh, unless you have something they can come into right away that's green energy, it's not working for us. You know, many of our association members have already suffered financially through COVID-19 and passing the proposed 0.01 regulation that, among other things, will inevitably increase energy costs, will be yet another blow that will threaten their survival and a significant setback to the overall local economy. PBF has said, they said this before the meeting and they said it during, we just can't afford this. We don't have the space inside our refinery. It costs too much. You make us do this. We're going to have to shut down. My name is Heather Slindy, and I'm a certified instrumentation analyzer technician and member of the IBEW here at Martinez Refining Company. If the 0.01 standard is forced, PBF will indefinitely shut down, which will cause catastrophic impacts on the Bay Area as a whole. Well, I'm curious, what do you make of those claims by PBF Energy and Chevron, specifically that it's too expensive and that it's going to cost workers? So, you know, PBF is not as big as Chevron, and they bought this refinery from Shell and Martinez in the last year and a half. Since then, things really took a turn with the pandemic. When people stopped driving, um, they weren't paying for gas. The demand for oil just really, really dropped. That perspective, I think, is legitimate, that this will hurt their bottom line. Do I think that their threat, that they will shut down the refinery, is true? I think that that's up for question. I think that uh, with Chevron, I think that they could afford this. And I think they probably, if, if it went through, they would probably buy it. And they probably would reduce the amount of workers that they have there. You know, I think that they can handle that kind of a hit more than a company like PBF. So what ultimately came of what was supposed to be a vote? Nothing. Just to bring you back, um, colleagues, we began public comment a little after uh, 11, and um, we've had almost five and a half hours of public comment. And I do want to thank all the public speakers. Um, a number of you... Basically, there was so much public comment, board members just could not stay on. I mean, it lasted 
seven, eight hours, something like that. It was a really long meeting. And uh, the board decided at the end of the meeting, maybe we'll do this at the next board meeting. Maybe we won't. We got to figure out when we're going to do the vote. I want to make sure there's enough time for a very robust discussion before we take action. And I do not want that discussion to be split today, as I am fearful that it will be. Actually, I was you know, in touch with the Air District to try to find out when the vote would be. And it was even longer than, you know, the initial predictions. Now it's going to be July 21st. All right. So so there's basically a month between now and the, the next time they're supposed to vote. What happens during this time? Good question. Okay. So there's nothing on the board agenda between now and then. Environmentalists are concerned. This is just going to give lobbying time for the oil industry to convince directors to vote no. And I'm actually trying to get at that. I thought, you know, maybe the Air District has information on the kind of communication that its board directors have with the oil industry, with the environmentalists, with labor, or they know, you know, they hold reports on how much money these interest groups donate to members of the board. They do not. They do not keep tabs on any of that communication or any of those political donations. So we're going to try to find out what's going to take place between now and that vote. But my only assumption is everybody who has a stake in this is going to want to try to convince directors. Many of them, you could tell, were on the fence during the last meeting to go one way or the other. Well, Ted, I know you've been following refineries in the Bay Area for for a while, which, you know, for all of our talk here in the Bay about climate change and green energy, we still do very much produce fossil fuels. What do you think this story says about the battle to reduce the impact of fossil fuels, whether it's in the form of you know air pollution or in the form of climate change? I think it says two things. You know, on the one hand, the Bay Area refining industry is really at an inflection point. Right now, two of the five refineries in the region. Phillips 66 is in Rodeo. Marathon is the other refinery in Martinez are moving away from fossil fuel refining. One could make the argument that we are slowly making you know, our way toward that just transition. But, and I've said this, I feel like in every interview I've done with the Bay, <laughs> you know, until the demand for gasoline significantly drops, until we really change the way we get around, that change is going to continue to be very slow. And I think what you see from the Air District is we are not seeing this change happening overnight. So we need to make some investments in reducing the amount of of pollution that we can in the meantime, because this is, I think the way they see it, it's a really long road, probably much longer than environmentalists and other folks, you know, want it to be if they want to really make a, a dent in fighting climate change. Ted, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Anytime, Devin. The vote is now scheduled for July 21st. Ted says that if the 24-member Air District Board approves the proposal, it's also possible that either Chevron or PBF could sue and bring the issue to the courts. Thanks to Ted Goldberg, senior editor for KQED. Also, I just want to let you know that after July 2nd, we're going to be taking a break from making new episodes for the rest of the month. The Bay team works really hard to bring you three shows a week, so this time will really help us take a breather and relax and come back fresh at the beginning of August. This episode was edited and mixed by Erica Cruz Guevara and Alan Montesilio. 
Issa Mendoza writes our Friday newsletter. I'm Devin Kadayama. That's it from us to you. Talk to you next time. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.